This week on Erotic Awakening, stalking and harassment in the scene. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Patriot supporters receive a free version of the audiobook Polyamory Toolkit, as well as ad-free early access to the podcast, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other content. Check out all the options at eroticawakening.com. And thank you to all our supporters. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Today on the podcast, we are going to be actually talking about kind of a serious topic. Uh, it just so happens that I have a friend who has been stalked by some individual, and she says for some 15 plus years now. Wow. So That's just old. I think I know who you're talking about on that one. So, and it seems to be happening a little more. So, <laughs> and more and more. Well, well, I hate to tell our first guest about that 15 years, but uh, today on the podcast, T-Rex Ties is joining us. And uh, T-Rex, first off, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. And you've got your own situation with some harassment and stalking here in the scene. And um, we're going to focus more on dealing with it and resources and that sort of thing. But uh, give us a high level overview of what your situation looks like. Yeah. First of all, thanks so much for having me on and always great to see both of you. Uh, it's weird seeing you do the show live versus hearing the show on a regular basis. So, Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Our situation was very simple. We had uh, some play partners in the scene. Um, the relationship ended uh, rather abruptly. We all agreed to go our separate ways, except one of the persons in the foursome decided to continue on over the last 14 months. It got to a point where it's almost becoming, I don't know, belligerent and obtrusive and intrusive. And so we're just at a point where we need to take some action. We're going to talk about ways that we can do that. Awesome. So that's going to be stressful. Yeah, it is. And I think that's the hardest part of the whole stalking situation is that people don't understand like how much mental capacity it takes away from daily life, job, kids, other partners, other spouses. It just all depends on how much energy you have to deal with this person or persons, you know, to figure out how do you make it stop? How do you make it go away? How do you just do you get together and meet with them and have a conversation or do you not get together and meet with them and have a conversation? Just a lot right. of energy spent. All the choices. So let's start off there, right? When you guys, as things do, the relationship ends, people have, sometimes people get butt hurt over relationships and this person starts acting out. How did you initially respond to that? Yeah, yeah. Initially, I am always from coming from a point of, you know, we're human beings, right? Hurt is going to happen, whether you intentionally meant it or did intentionally mean it, either way, you know, hurt happens, but hurt happens on both sides. And I think that when you really have people that want to sit down and solve the problem and resolve and release amicably, it's really great that you can have that capability to do so. And then there's the other people, of course, that are like, no, my way is the only way and the right way. And you guys were wrong and we are correct. And those are the people that you have the challenges with. And unfortunately, where we tried to have come to Jesus meetings um, in the initial goings, it just was like, it's better if we just separated and went our ways. And unfortunately, one person decided not to do that, uh, even though three of us agreed that that was the best path forward. And it just got ugly as time went on. 
did you get to the, did, did they have like a, I'm not going to give up harassing you until you X or Y or something, this, or is it just. Yeah, it's exactly it? where it came to. Um, initially it was just, you know, Hey, we want an apology. And I'm like, well, you know, we're all having this same conversation. So I don't know, you know, we can apologize, but like, what are we apologizing for? We don't understand what the harm was. And so they've never been able to actually state what the harm was. They say harm happened, but never a very specific thing that you could then point to and say, oh, I could see how that is what you're saying and how we can then go ahead and make a change. Um, the big thing is, is that what they were coming back and saying is that because of the things that I specifically did, that I am not allowed to be a leader in the community. Um, I currently host an event uh, in the Chicagoland area and I'm part of a leader group that we have for the greater Chicagoland area. And his ultimatum was, I'm not going to stop until you step down as a leader. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's rough. I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, yeah, so someone has an issue and they're going to try to punish you. Well, when you don't know why and just stepping down. So let me ask you about, I guess, the common things I hear people recommend. Well, um, can't you just block them on Facebook and FetLife? Yeah, and that's actually one of the things that was done immediately 14 months ago was to just do the standard, you know, hey, don't contact me no matter what. And unfortunately, as we all know, people make sock accounts on FetLife. People make other Facebook groups. You have Google numbers. There's all kinds of ways that you can get around people's blocks. Um, uh, what happened individually in this specific situation is that the person used a business phone number to text me after I blocked their personal phone number. Um, and in the state of Illinois specifically, we actually have a law about electronic harassment. Uh, and one of those ways is unwanted text messages or unwanted emails or attachment to email. So by him actually doing that act of attaching uh, a voicemail to an email, which he did, and then also using the business phone number, which he did, he basically broke that law twice. And then we can actually use that to take to the police and potentially a court order if need be. And, and I guess that would be the other common thing that people would recommend is just, well, can okay, you just go to the police? Yeah. And, and the police were very helpful up to this point. Um, I have actually dropped a bunch of stuff that's been going on to our local um, police department. And what they said is that they can press charges at the police level if the contact is direct. So by direct, that has to be phone call, showing up at your house, unwanted email directly addressed to you, or an unwanted text message directly sent to you. And if that's the case, then they could do something about it. If it's posting on a website such as FetLife or even other public websites, Tumblr is a big one in the community. Um, if it's just posting on the websites, then technically the police have no jurisdiction because it's covered under freedom of speech at that point. I don't know, but it, it just concerns me because at this point you've told them to stop. They continue to do it. That's a form of being non-consensual. Agree. Right? They're crossing boundaries. At this point, it is non-consensual. And I know people that have actually told other people, do not contact me again, or it's non-consensual, and they continue to do so. To me, that's a consent violator. So, so let's talk a little bit about the impact that this has on 
on you and the people that are around you? I mean, is it a, at the point that you've blocked them, is it, would you consider, is it a minor hassle or is it a high anxiety situation? Um, tell our, tell our listeners what it, what it actually feels like, what the experience has been like. Yeah. I think initially it was more around, you know, gosh, it's just super freaking annoying that the, this always comes up. And then every time it comes up, your inbox gets flooded with a bunch of people asking questions. And it's really a, it was a personal matter between four people and a play partner agreement, you know, that should have stayed between four people. And then when people just start asking questions, it's like, well, how much of the story do you tell? How much of the story can you tell? How much of the story should you tell? And at the end of the day, it's just, that's the stuff that gets taxing because it's like, you have to address it, especially being a leader of an event. You know, then people are like, well, how do I know your event is safe? And then you have to deal with all of that fallout and trying to market the event properly. And over time, it just becomes like, oh my God, like, are we still on this? Are you still pressing this on 14 months later that this is still, that people finally are at the point where they look at that person and go like, dude, like you've said your piece, it's enough already. Like time to stop, time to shut it down. And it got to the point just recently where um, it expanded into another person. And so now we've established pattern of behavior with this individual. And as such, like we've had to actually go to court and figure out a way to put this to bed once and for all legally. How did the court respond? Uh, court responded um, pretty favorably, actually. Um, the big thing was, is that we actually had the use of a business phone number, both to myself and, a, and another party. And then also we had the attachment via the email. Um, I did not press forward with the particular, it's called an order of protection. And there's actually two levels of this uh, in the court system, at least here in Illinois. One order of protection is for like specific domestic situations where you were married or had sexual relationship, more than just a dating type of thing, right? But if you're in a long-term dating situation, then you can get like an order of protection versus what we uh, tried to move forward with was a stalking no contact order. And that stalking no contact order could apply to any situation where they've gone and harassed via this electronic means or in person, uh, one way or the other. And so our friend actually was able to get an order of protection stalking no contact version against both him and his partner uh, for the things that they did to her. Um, we haven't decided yet if we want to take that further on our side and say, well, now that there's precedent, we can then use that in our case, mm. actually pursue our case further. Nice. So I, I'm actually going to throw out some info and I, Dan might have some more questions. But the thing that pops into my mind is that you, knew, you now have them contacting you from a business phone number and attaching a voicemail to an email. Um, I'm going to throw out there, make sure you take, if, if this is happening to you, to you, the listeners, make sure you take screenshots, save those voicemails, save those emails. It may be a pain in the ass, save it all in a different folder. If you save it, like in your inbox on set mail, they can block you. And once they block you or you block them, you lose those FET mails. Same with your phone. If you decide to change your phone number, you've now lost all those texts, right? So, or if they block you, you can lose some of the text. So try to 
save all that stuff into a separate like drive or a folder on drive yeah. or something like that because if you decide to take it to court they're going to ask you for dates they're going to ask you for church right so anything else you would recommend on on that level of things to do i mean uh, yeah the other big thing that i would say is that um have have your uh tribe your friends you know that either a know the situation or b just trust you implicitly because you do have to block them and because of that you're not going to see what's going to be out there so you can have people like basically fight on your behalf um, they can report posts to FetLife uh, to the caretaker team they're really responsive they do not like their site being used for nefarious reasons and they will go ahead and take care of it um, especially what's happened in this situation is that they cross-posted between FetLife and Tumblr which is FetLife is by the courts is known as a private website and Tumblr is known by the courts as a public website. So the minute you started posting things on a public website, it's like a whole new ball game. And FetLife does not like their stuff getting posted out on a public website that can be just searched by anybody. And so that cross posting will immediately get their account disabled uh, at FetLife. They won't delete accounts at FetLife because obviously from a police standpoint, they want to have right. that information readily available if the police do have to investigate. Uh, and then, of course, use the uh, reporting function on Tumblr as well. That's the big thing. Make sure it's brought aware to the people that need to make, be made aware of it. I, I want to go back to the emotional impact because I want other, if other people are going through the same situation to say, well, gee, I feel that too, or gee, I guess now I know what's coming. Um, or that they're not alone. Or that they're not alone. So what is, what's it been like? From an emotional standpoint, or are you just a bastion of equanimity and shit just slides off your shoulders? No, I mean, the big thing is that, you know, these were our friends. We were friends with them for, I mean, we're friends with the female of the, of the component for almost three years, I think. And then the male component, you know, for about nine to 10 months. And the, you know, that, that time spent is time spent with human beings, right? These are people that we're talking about. And we want to make sure that if harm has happened, that the harm is addressed, the harm is apologized for, and people can move forward amicably. And we felt like we've done a fairly adequate job of trying to make that happen. You know, when they ask for space, we've given space. And yet this stuff still keeps coming back up. And it just becomes like, well, gosh, you know, am I a horrible person? Did I do these things that they're saying I'm doing? And it really makes you start to second guess yourself a lot of time. Uh, really trying to understand like where could i have done better where could i have said something differently involve some or not involve somebody because maybe it was a trust violation that you spoke to somebody about the situation and it, it, it's initially for that like that first probably six to nine months it, it was a lot of like soul searching uh character questioning like should i be in this lifestyle at all because this is what i have to deal with on a regular basis I mean, it affects your sleep, it affects your job, it affects the people around you uh, until it gets to a point where you're like, you know, no, there's enough people that are seeing it the way that I've been seeing it. So no, now it's just harassment and it just needs to go away. So basically you're trying to gaslight yourself. Exactly. Right? So, which, which can be stressful as well. But um, the, the other part that I'm sure is frustrating is that this is what they're aiming for. 
this is why they're doing all this crap and all, you know, these these writings and everything. So it's just very frustrating. There's a topic that's been um, kind of thrown around lately, especially in these situations. Um, It's called Garvo. It's called deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. So D-A-R-V-O, Garvo, deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. And so when you deal with typically narcissists in these situations, is that they're the ones that are actually saying like, well, you are the liar and you did this and you did that. And really what they're saying is that I actually did that, but I'm perfect and I can't possibly be wrong because I'm a narcissist. So they're going to use this Garvo technique on you. So I would highly recommend checking out uh, on a little bit about Darvo. There's a Wikipedia entry, a bunch of other psychology write-ups on the, on the Darvo term, um, just so that you're aware of that. If you get put in these situations, even if you're in just standard conversations and you feel like you're you know, being with a narcissist, you know, you can be aware of this Darvo technique and shut it down pretty quick. Has this, inter- has this impacted how you've interacted with other people that you've met? Have you found other have you played with anybody else and started to develop a relationship or you're like, fuck that. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. I don't think we've moved into a spot where we're going to have a couple couple dynamic like we had with these particular people um, anytime soon. So it's caused us to back off from that perspective and just really focus more on our individual skill sets and our individual leadership styles and just honing our skills better to make sure we're in a better place. If this were to come up again in the future, um, it's also probably made us a little bit more cautious on how we step into the community with newer people because we don't know like their background, their history, what are their wants, desires, and things of that nature. Um, and to just get to know people deeply from that perspective uh, just puts up a little bit more of a cautionary tale as we move forward uh, from that perspective. But I think it also affects the existing uh, friendships as well. Um, there are people that were, you know, in a large group of friends that included these people and you're going to get just like a divorce, right? Some friends are going to go with some people and some friends are going to go with other people. And unfortunately, some of those relationships are strained now because of that. And there, some certain people want to support their side of the story. And like, some of us are just like, we can't be friends with you anymore if that's the case. It's just sad to me, right? Because it's a breakup and now people have to choose sides. Right. I know some breakups that happen that it's just a it's just a shift. It's the people involved are like, oh, my God, we don't want our friends having to decide. I mean, it's adult. We don't want our friends having to decide. So we're going to do this gently and not put a lot of stress out there. And man, and then there's just some people that have to try to blow everything up and make everybody miserable. Yeah. And it's it's just unexpected. Yeah. What has been the one thing, if you can pinpoint it, that has kept you in the lifestyle, that has kept you in an uh, area of leadership? I mean, I'm sure I would assume that there's times when you've been frustrated or or impacted enough by this to say, well, you know, screw this. I'm just going to delete my account and go back to not being cakey and not being a leader and let somebody else deal with this crap. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that narcissists and people of this nature want to do to you is to put you down, make you quit so that they have free reign. And I think that's the one resolve where you say, no, uh, I am know who I am. I'm very confident in my leadership ability. 
I'm confident in our event specifically, which is a very low key barrier of entry into the lifestyle that that's how we came into the community. It's actually how we met one part of this couple. Uh, it's also a lot of how my friends have come into the community is through this particular event. And so we really try to make sure that this event is something that is an ongoing thing for people to feel safe, feel welcomed. And then it gives us the ability to then also be part of the admin group and be on the lookout for the people that are using this lifestyle for nefarious reasons and protect those of them that really do want to be here for the right reason. Well, I'm glad you guys are hanging around and sticking it out as tough as it is. Um, we do know some people that have been in the lifestyle forever and then started getting harassed. And they're like, fuck this. I've, I've got other pieces of my life that I can invest in and suck being in this environment. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame. We've, we've actually lost some good people because of that. Yep. So that are, that are like, forget this target. Good leaders, good people that have created a lot of the stuff. And they're like, screw this target. I'm out of here. So glad you're hanging out. One more question. I thought I was sure I had one more question. And that look at it, Dan is like one more question. And then it floated away from my little head. Uh, I'm sure it'll show up at 2 a.m. after we're done recording. Dan's going to pop awake. I have it. So... Any more advice that you would give people? I know, I know you've got a lot of information here. I really want to get this Dargo out there. I'm going to do some, some research on that as well. And, um, but, but any more advice as you move forward with this? Yeah, I think the big thing is just, you know, trust your instincts. You know, you know who you are as a person. You, you know that anytime that there is a situation where a split happens, break up, separation whatever you want to call it there's always you know your side their side and the truth is in the middle right and i think that most people need to take the time a to reflect and just say hey what what did happen that caused that split where were were my culpabilities where were there situations that we could have seen learn from that obviously as you move forward uh but i think the big thing is is that if you're in one of these situations where you feel like it's gone too far, like just know that there are people that have gone and done this ahead of, right? There are people that are dealing with these situations currently. Um, there are people that have the resources and the ability uh, to help you through anything that you need to get through. Um, and if it gets to the point of, you know, just know the law in your particular state, county, et cetera, don't be afraid to use it. I mean, that's what it's there for. Uh, we talk a lot of times in, in just uh, divorces with parents, you know, who try to come up with some kind of parenting agreement between the two of them because we don't want the lawyers involved. Um, one of the judges I talked to uh, during the situation, he's like, those things never work because unless you actually have a court order that's enforceable, you know, everybody can go back on their word. And so you're not doing the court order as punishment against somebody. You're doing the court order to protect yourself. Good to know. Good deal. Uh, T-Rex Ties, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I appreciate you talking about this obviously very personal and vulnerable topic. I think it's going to be very valuable to our listeners and I uh, very much appreciate it. Hang out uncomfortably for a moment while we wrap this thing up. Dawn, as you know, this podcast sometimes lasts longer 
and sometimes not, but sometimes we're stuck trying to figure out how we're going to get to Montana, De- Toronto, Detroit, and Phoenix. So keep up with all our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And it's December. I bet you there's some sales and I'm getting the newsletter out tomorrow. So get that information about sales and even more importantly, get your EA shout out like New Mouse in Wisconsin. I think it's just Mouse from Is Wisconsin. Is it just Mouse? Well, how, where did you come in? Got me. Maybe it's a different mouse. So head Mouse over to from a, Wisconsin. Oh, that's why, because we already know a mouse. Oh, got it. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. Oh, awesome, awesome. Like I said, I will have that out tomorrow with all of our December news. Um, we do have some tentacles. So um, an octopus cup holder from Becca. She recommends using it for toys. Okay. So it, it's like a centerpiece. I actually had one like that before from from the boyfriend, Big D. Um, It's a centerpiece with the tentacles and you hang cups on it. But obviously you can hang little toys. Oh, okay. So that would be nice. And then um, uh, Miles, we know Miles from Columbus. Okay. He sent me a TikTok. (laughs) I know how you feel about TikTok. And it is a tentacle robot that they have created to pick fruit. And on the TikTok, it says, uh, my kinky friends will come up. Wait a minute. So my swinky friends will come <laughs> up with <laughs> a way to use this for other things besides picking fruit. Uh, T-Rex. They are correct. T-Rex, do you, do you do the TikTok? <laughs> I, I watch the TikToks. I do not scroll the TikToks endlessly. Like most people do. Yes. Uh, apparently, there's an entire language that you cannot use on TikTok. Uh, kinky and sex and all that kind of stuff that you can just freely say on a podcast apparently <laughs> so we have had to learn that language we're going to have to have a cheat sheet as we do things so that that dan doesn't have to do a lot of editing because we are used to freely talking so take a moment to support the podcast read us on up podcast google play dish spotify or wherever you listen or just tell your friends feel free to reach out to us we love interacting with you contact us with questions podcast comments or just to say hi you can find us at fit life and stand and dawn we are erotic awakening on instagram or use the links from the erotic awakening website for facebook and discord or just email us at dan and dawn at gmail.com bye dawn <laughs> bye t-rex ties bye t-rex ties thanks so much guys be well oh.